you guys know what I'm about to do? You guys know what I'm about to do? I said, hey, yo! If you're new here, which some of you are new, that's just the Excel call. So when I say, hey, yo, you scream back, hey, yo. Let's do it one more time. I said, hey, yo! I like it. I like it. That coffee's really kicking in. I just dropped the donut. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, that's a watermelon? Fun fact about myself, I don't like watermelon. I don't. I don't like watermelon. I'm more of like, um, I like apples. Any, any apple people? Uh, I'm like super weird because I'm like the only person that likes green apples. I like green apples. I like yellow ones. I don't like the red ones. You feel me? You feel me? Okay, so we got these kind of people. If you're this kind of person, yeah, make some noise. And then we got all the saved people right here. If you're, if you're on this side, come on, all my pizza lovers. Yeah, all right. I love pizza. I love pizza. Some of y'all know, we did a Q&A when we first got here, and I ate almost an entire Little Caesar's pizza by myself up here, and I'm not ashamed of it. And if you got something to say about it, we can fight. Guys, I missed you. I've been gone for two weeks. Yo, don't cheer for that. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> All right. For some of you who don't know, some of you don't know, I am in the National Guard. I am. Uh, uh. That's for Talissa. She's like, do the uh thing. Uh. Um, I am an engineer in the United States Army. And uh, uh, I love it. Yeah, Army. Go Army, beat Navy. All right. And I was gone for two weeks because we have a thing called annual training. And annual training basically means I get activated to go train for two weeks to like make sure that I haven't gotten fat and make sure I still remember how to like shoot my weapon and all the fun other stuff that we know how to do. So we actually built a castle. I I, I forgot to give it to Judd to like throw up here, but just go to my Instagram. It's somewhere on there. But we built like this big old castle and it was a lot of hard work and I hurt my back, but it's all right. We did it. It was great. Um, I survived. I got really tan because all we did was work, work in the sun. Now I know what the Israelites felt like. And I didn't have a pharaoh, but I had a sergeant. And I was like, let my people go. All right, let me go back to sleep. All right, you guys ready to get into God's word? Yeah, I love God's word because it's good stuff. When God talks, we listen, amen? When he has something to say, I think that's something that you and I should what? Pay attention to. I believe that the Lord has a word for you tonight, so you should be taking notes because I think it's something you should write down. I think it's important. We are still, we're going to finish the series tonight of Das Cap. Throw it on the screen. Turn to your neighbor and say Das Cap. No, that's not Cap because really I'm ending it tonight. Tonight's the last night of our series Das Cap. Again, for some of you that are new, we started a series called Das Cap. Why? Because I believe that culture, social media, the things that we look at, the things that we are involved in throughout our day-to-day lives speak what feels like truths, but is cap. Turn to your neighbor and say, that's cap. That's cap. Let your voice go up a little bit. 
So tonight, tonight, and if you want to listen to the rest of them, I say, hey, go on Spotify, and we've got our Excel podcast. You can listen to the rest of the messages. Tonight, I want to get into a word, and I'm going to run through it. Because, again, this coffee is pumping my heart right now. You can't feel it, but it's literally doing this. And so here we go. You ready for God's word? Romans 6, 1 through 4. Throw it on the screen. This is what I call the sky Bible. Some of y'all don't have a Bible. That's okay. I got one. If you don't have a Bible, don't worry. I got you. I will give you a Bible. I'll even autograph it. No, I won't. (laughs) Can you do that? Can you do that? No, I don't think you can. All right. True story that happened to me one time, and I thought I was going to get struck by lightning. Here we go. What shall we say then, question mark, are we to continue in sin that grace may abound, question mark? By no means. In other translations, it's like, no. It just screams it. There's an exclamation point there, so your boy's got to get a little loud. How can we who died to sin still live in it? That's where we're going to stop. That's where we're going to stop today. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you, God, that uh, you speak to us through your word. It's not just pages that we can flip through that make us just feel good. It is alive. It is well. This is how we communicate with you. This is how we learn about you. In the beginning, there was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. When we read our Bible, we learn about you. We are having a relationship with you. This Bible is not dead. It's not dead. It is alive. And so, God, we take part in it tonight, and I pray that you would speak to these students, not, not just from my mouth, Lord, but from yours, from your words, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Everybody say amen. amen. Tonight, let's confront another lie. Again, we've been talking about lies that culture tells us. You know, week one was God wants you to be happy. Cat, okay? God wants you to be full of joy. We talked, we talked about other ones, like God won't give you more than you can handle. Cat. Sometimes life is more than we can handle. You know what I'm saying? Like when your grades are slipping and you're tardy to class. <laughs> Sturdy odor, yeah. Right? It's more, sometimes school is more than you can handle. Sometimes life is more than you can handle. We talked about the storms in our lives, but Jesus is there in the midst of the storm. And he's going to help you through. Tonight, we're going to talk about a lie Throw it up there. That is this. Well, one before that. I mean, that is a lie, though. We're going to get to that. It says it doesn't matter what I do. Do you got that one? Huh? That was the first one? Oh, then that's Pastor Izzy's bad. It doesn't matter what we do. That's the lie. It doesn't matter what we do. What what do I mean by that? It means I'm going to do me, right? I'm going to do me. You do you over there as long as it doesn't impede on what I'm doing. What it doesn't matter what I do means that I'm going to live my life the way I want to live it. And you know what? If it's not hurting anybody, if I'm not really affecting somebody, then I'm just going to keep doing it because this is what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? YOLO, this is what we do. I'm here to tell you tonight, that's cap, okay? It matters what we do. Does it matter what we do? I'm here to tell you, yes. Turn to your neighbor and say, yes. With a high-pitched voice. Y'all ever said any of those things, though? You ever been in that position when you're like, yeah, I'm just going to do what I want to do. Like, this is just what I do. This is who I am. This is what I choose to be, 
right? This is just what I'm doing. We've all said it, right? What, what am I trying to talk about tonight, really? So I, I'm just going to skip some stuff. I'm going to get down to it. Y'all ready? I just want to get down to it because I, I haven't been here for two weeks. I've been getting yelled at by sergeants. I've been doing push-ups. All right, I, I'm over it, all right? I want to talk about sin. I want to talk about sin. And I don't want tonight to be heavy, but I do want it to be honest. And if you feel throughout tonight's service something almost in your chest, a heaviness, I want you to know that's the Holy Spirit. And he's speaking to you tonight. But I want to talk about sin because I don't think we talk about it enough. I don't think we talk about sin. I think we know not to sin because like, we don't want to like, you know, go to hell. <laughs> we, you know what I mean? Right? We know that sin is bad. Right? But I think there's cultural lies that... that the media, you know, fake news, right? The, whatever, that culture tries to tell us that make us feel good. They try to like water sin down so that what? So that we don't feel as bad, right? Because sin makes us feel bad, right? Because it's not good, right? We talked about, you know, um, not being around foolish people, right? Like they tempt you to sin, like that's not good right? That usually ends up, what we talked about, in destruction, right? It ends bad for you. We need to recognize that sin is very real, and we all do it, and we're going to get up there in a second, but sin is very real, and sin has a dramatic earthly consequence and eternal consequences. So not just like here on earth, but eternally, right? We're going to talk about that in a second too. In the next few moments, I want to talk about three, everybody say three, Three cultural misbeliefs about sin. So this is what culture is trying to tell us. This is what this is what tolerance looks like. You know what the word tolerance is like? Like so, like tolerance is kind of like one of these things where, um, where uh, eventually we get to a point where uh, you know we're just gonna uh, accept that that's just the way it is. Right, we're just going to tolerate it. I don't agree with it, but that's what it is. We're just going to tolerate it, and, and, and all people are equal. And if you say that one thing is wrong, then you're not tolerating it, and then that means you're this, right? right? That's kind of where Christians are at right now. Where we, where if we try to take a stand on something, then, then our tolerance level is very low, and we're a hater, or we're this, or we're that. But I want to talk about... Sin. I want to talk about what that means to us. And I want to uncover these lies. And I want you to discover what the Bible says about these cultural misbeliefs. Here you go. Number one, if you're taking notes, which I know you are. You're taking notes. You can use your, your glow notepad. You can use your, your neon notepad. If you know what that is, that is your phone. And if you have an Android, I'm sorry. <laughs> Number one, here we go. I'm not a bad person. This is, this is a lie. This is a misbelief. This is something that we hear people say all the time. I'm not a bad person. God, God's word makes it very clear to us. This is not true. This is not true. 1 John chapter 1, verse 8 says, If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is, is not in us. <laughs> so plain and simple, you're a bad person. Here we go. <laughs> if we claim to be without sin, if we claim, you know what, I'm not a sinner. 
I don't do bad things. You know, like what's bad, right? Like what's, what bad is to you is not bad to me, so I'm just going to do it, right? The Bible says we deserve ourselves, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is that you're lying to yourself. So let's start there tonight. So if you've come into this place, how about this? How about this? How about this? We'll do this. By show of hands, who's ever lied before? Everybody's hands should be up. If not, we're going to fight, all right? Uh, you lying right now. You are a bad person. Who's ever cheated on a test? I have. I have a really funny story. Where's, pa- where, where's Pastor Ariel? Don't be proud of this, by the way. Uh, when I was in college, when I was in college, I, Pastor Ariel sat in front of me in one of our statistic classes, and I tried to cheat off of her computer, and she passed, and I did it. So <laughs> I wasn't a really good cheater. Anyway, um, let me see. He ever said something you, you shouldn't have said before? You ever let someone slip in traffic? You know what I'm saying? You're on Fullerton, and the roads are bumpy. First of all, fix the roads on Fullerton. I'm tired of it. Pastor Ariel will not drive on Fullerton, but she's like, I can't. It's like, we keep driving on Fullerton, I'm going to have this baby right now in this car because the roads are just really bad, right? How about this? How about this? Have we ever said something out of anger? You ever, you ever were bitter, right? Everybody here, hey, welcome to Excel where the pastor makes you feel bad about yourself. Ah, no, that's not what I want to do tonight. That's not what I want to do tonight, right? But I'm trying to let you see that like, it's all of us. It's all of us. How about this? How about, how about Romans 3, 10 says, there's no one righteous, not even one. So what's he saying? Like, what's he saying? There's nobody good. Not one person. Not one person. Not me, not you, no one. Not your mama. Not you. Let me tell you something. Your mama is not a perfect person because she's had to deal with you. You know what I'm saying? And there's, there's probably been some thoughts where she's like, I'm going to kill this kid. I'm going to kill him. If he doesn't take the trash out. Right? My mom almost killed me a few times. We'll talk about it another time. Right? So there's no one perfect. Until you see yourself a sinner, you won't see a need for a savior. So again, we're talking about sin. And here's, here's what it is. This is my notes. But it, some of you don't fully understand why Jesus needs to be in your life and you've known him for a while and your relationship isn't as close because the reality of it is that you don't see Jesus really as your savior because you don't see your sin. I think we've really talked about like, your sin's past, you know, God's forgiven you every sin. Yes, absolutely. Your sin is 100% forgiven, but you are a sinner. And you are in need of a savior. And I'm here to tell you tonight, Jesus is here. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus is here. He's, he's awesome. He's perfect. You need a savior. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need a savior. When you don't see yourself, when you don't see yourself as a sinner, you forfeit God's grace and mercy on your life. It's, listen, this is important. You are not perfect, and that's okay. You need a Savior. And I'm here to tell you tonight, the path that some of you are on, it is going to lead you to destruction. You are a sinner. I am a sinner, and I need a Savior. 
And tonight, for some of you, you're going to be introduced to him. And I'm really excited about it. But I am not a bad person. That is a lie. Number two, the second cultural misbelief about sin is this. All sin is the same. All sin is the same. That's cat. That, that's a lie. We've, be, we've been told that. Hey, man, it's not that big. It's, it's not that big of a deal. Listen, you sin, I sin, we all sin, kumbaya, we're sinning, and it's all the same. That is, that's, that's a lie. That is a lie. Many people believe this. They say this. They say words like, who are you to judge me? What I'm doing is no worse than what you're doing. All sin is the same. Excel, God never said that. God never said that. What we need to understand is that the Bible doesn't teach that all sin is the same. So again, these lies, culture is telling us, it's to make us feel like our sin is not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal, right? And we all do it. It's all the same. Everyone's doing it. That is a lie that is going to lead you down a path of destruction. Jesus is saving you and has saved you tonight. And I'm here to tell you that there's good news from this. So we need to understand not all sin is the same, right? So what does that look like? So if I steal a car versus stealing a pencil, it's stealing, but let's be honest, am I going to jail for a pencil? Probably not. I'm probably going to get like a, don't do that, that's bad. Detention, whatever, you know, community service. If I steal a car, I'm getting locked up, okay? Write me a letter, put money on my books, right? So like, so it's stealing, sin, pen, pencil, car, two different consequences. Would you agree? Would you agree? I would agree. I would agree. Don never said that all sin was the same. Let's look at Romans 6.23. It says this, the wages of sin is death. All sin. Everybody say all. all. Everybody say all. all. All sin leads to separation from God. But not all sin is the same. Not all sin is the same. Here's this. Okay, we'll prove that, Pastor Izzy. Bet, watch this. Here are a couple passages that laid out different consequences for sins. All right? So did I send you these? I don't think I did. It's all right. We're going to run through them. Luke 20 verse 47 says this. The Pharisees devour widows' houses for a show. They make lengthy prayers. These men will be punished most severely. Oh, oh my gosh. Hey, how about this? John 19, 11 says, Therefore, the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. This is Jesus to Pilate. So you're seeing words like a greater sin or most severely. So, right, so there's like levels to this, right? How about this? 1 Corinthians 6, 18 says, run from sexual sin. No, this is underlined. No other sin so clearly affects the body as this one does. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. Here's what it says. No other sin so clearly. There's levels. So sin is sin, absolutely. But there's different consequences. You're going to jail for a car. Maybe not for a pencil. Maybe if you steal enough pencils, you're going to jail. I don't know if that's like you get to jail. But what you win for, Holmes? What you win for, Holmes? I, I, 
number two pencils, bruh. Like, no, that you're not hard for stealing a pencil, all right? Don't steal at all, all right? Let me catch you. Sin is sin, but they all have different consequences. Ultimately, they all share one thing in particular, and we just said it. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, separation from God, but take heart. Christ has overcome sin. I want you to understand something. It is a big deal. It matters what you do. It matters the type of life that you live. Why? Because it will separate you from God. I'm so passionate about this because I know what God has done in my life. I know what Jesus has done in my life. He's changed everything. We went to Doc Stop last night, and I kind of shared a little story of some of my hood rat days. Jesus has changed me. He has turned me around, and he's placed my feet on solid ground. Let me tell you something. There's one thing in this life that I don't want to happen more than anything else, and that is, God, I don't want to be separated from you. I know where you are, there's freedom. I know where you are, there's grace. I know that there's mercy. I know that there's joy. I know that there's strength. And if all those good things are only found in God, why in the world would I try to live a life that will separate me from all that? Why would I do that, right? When you put it like that, you're like, yeah, that's, that's dumb. But some of you are living a life that's in sin, and it may not affect you today, but, but every time you do it, it's this. It's one step closer away from God, and a year is going to go by, or a month is going to go by, and what's going to happen? You're not going to hear God anymore. You're not going to care about coming to Excel. You're not going to care much about anything. You're going to find yourself searching for whatever's over here that's going to try to fulfill you and that's going to try to, to, to make something happen in your life. And when all reality, it's God that's going to do it. It is his presence that is going to do it. It's Jesus that's going to change your life. But take heart tonight. Christ has overcome sin. And if you were to start a relationship with him, it's one step after another back towards him and you'll see your life change. You'll see your life begin to change. But that can't happen unless you realize you need a Savior because you're a sinner. I don't want you to be separated from God because I know what he's done for me. I'm so passionate about you, about young people, because you guys, you guys don't have it easy. Dare I say, you deal with more stuff than some of us adults. And I know that God is everything you need. I know that a relationship with Jesus is everything you need. And I'm, I've dedicated my life to tell you that whatever it is you think helps the pain go away or helps you numb whatever's happening in your life, it's not going to last. And I promise you, if you were to look to Jesus, if you would allow him to change your life, you're going to see that everything will change. We got to get to a place where we see we need a Savior. Not all sin is the same. But it all leads to separation. Here's the third culture lie. And can I have the band come up? Um, just Pastor Jason. Is Pastor Jason here somewhere? Yeah, he's out. Okay, he's coming. Um, just, just him, because I want everyone to respond to this. It says this. Since I've already done it, I might as well keep doing it. You ever said that? Again, we're just going to be honest. I've said that. 
I've said it multiple times. Oh, well, I've already thought about it. The Bible says even thinking about it makes me that, so I might as well just deal with it. I just keep doing it. That's a lie. This, this, can you put that back up? Since I've already done it, I might as well keep doing it. This, this is a trap. And this will lead you in a circle of sin. And you will stay here. And the devil loves it. The devil loves it. This isn't in my notes, but I went whitewater rafting one time. I went whitewater rafting in Wisconsin for a youth trip. And we got in these rafts. And if you don't know what whitewater rafting is, it's you, you go down a river and there's rapids. And they're crazy. Like I had to put a helmet on. Like that's insane. And we got to a point where he said, hey, this is a class four, class five rapid. This is a very serious thing. This is in the briefing. And I'm like, oh, let's go. We had a little girl named Strawberry. And, and she was a ginger, so we called her Strawberry. And so she's terrible. She's like, Ugh. And I'm like over here like, yeah. So he said, this, this is a very serious rapid. We call it Joey's Hole. And the reason why it, it's a serious rapid is because it, it's a seven to eight foot drop into a boulder. And that boulder creates a reoccurring wave. So it just, it's just a constant wave. They said this rapid out of all the ones that were, it's a two hour, two hour uh, float trip basically. They said this one, this one throws people off of the boat, of the raft more than any other. So we lose more people on this. And I'm like, time out, what? This is a youth trip? You're trying to kill me, right? Uh, I felt like the disciples trying to wake Jesus up. I was like, this is crazy. So we get in the boat. You know, there's a few rapids and, you know, we're dropping and I'm in the nose. And I, hey, you got an important job. I was like, give it to me. I'm, I'm the man. Like high school me. So you need to keep paddling. You're in the very front. And when it gets hard, you got to dig in. I'm like, I'm ready. <laughs> so we get to Joey's. You know, it's funny because it's called Joey's Hole. But we get to Joey's Hole. And if we're a few yards off. And I see one boat. And they hit it. And Strawberry, poor Strawberry, she gets thrown off the raft. They hit it. And, and they, said, they said, what do we do when we, when we get to Joey's Hole and we drop? He says, every part of you is going to want to stop paddling. But you need to keep paddling. You've, you've got you've to dig in and you've got to keep going. Don't get scared. Just keep going. I'm like, okay, keep going. Keep paddling or I'm going to die, right? They're like, if you fall off, put your feet up, right? Get it out of the water because you're going to float down the river. We'll pick you up eventually. I was like, what do you, what do you mean? Eventually. They're like, why do you got to put your feet up? Because if you let your feet drag, there's logs and there's rocks that will cut your feet. And, and potentially break your legs. I'm like, why are we here? So I see this boat get tossed. I mean, they're like, my older brother, he's a pastor, Pastor Juan. Uh, him, it was like a six, seven, eight person boat or something like that. And the only persons left was one kid, junior higher, Pastor Juan and the guide. And I saw them just trying to save people and you got strawberry going that way you got watermelon going that way you're like and I'm in the front of the boat like 
And so we get there. We get there. I'm, I'm terrified. I'm terrified. We hit it. And all I hear in the back, people are screaming. People are yelling. And I hear this guy, keep paddling. Keep paddling. And I snapped out of it. Right? Like, you know, I wasn't like stirring my, my, my nest quick. Okay? I wasn't like, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't doing all that. I was paddling for my life. And I hear it. I hear this guy, keep paddling. And I'm like, oh, God. And we're going. And we make it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. That was the craziest thing I've ever done in my life. There's this sin circle that's reoccurring in your life. And I'm here to tell you, God is saying, keep paddling. Keep paddling. What does paddling look like in this reoccurring sin pattern? It's, hey, come to church, pray, worship, read your Bible, be in community. This reoccurring wave of sin, it's scary because it looks like you can't find your way out. And you've seen other people get tossed in it. And you look at it, you're like, I don't know how I'm going to make it. And God is saying, it's okay. Keep paddling. Keep going. Keep moving forward. And what happened? I made it out. This right here tells you there's no way out. And there's some of you here tonight. And I cry because I've been there. And you're trapped. And this wave is hitting you and you're swallowing water and you can't see. And there's so many things happening. And I want to be that voice that God is saying to you tonight. Keep paddling. Keep praying. Keep worshiping. Keep talking to me. Keep being around people that's going to lift you up. Keep paddling. That's not in my notes tonight, but I want to read you a few things that I wrote down. It says, shall we continue to sin so that grace may abound? The writer screams, no. Meaning, should we keep on sinning? Like God saved me, right? I'm saved, right? He said that he's forgiven my sin, past, present, future. So like, does it matter if I keep sinning? Yes. The writer is saying, Of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? How? Why? Why should we as Christians, we are saved by grace? Amen. I'm thankful for grace. And our past, our present, our future sin, forgiven. Can we just keep living how we want to live? No. Jesus died. Listen to me tonight. If that's you and and that story was like, that story's me. I'm in a reoccurring wave. Jesus died. So we would be set free from the circle of sin. Why would we choose to hop back into the grave of sin when we've been made alive in Jesus? Sin puts you in the grave. And because of Jesus, you've been lifted out of it. And there's moments when you choose to sin, it's like you hop back into the grave that he pulled you out of. That grave is not meant for you. 
He's fulfilled it. He's done it. He's resurrected. That's what we do. Why would we choose to hop back in to a grave when we've been made alive? Sin makes you dead. Jesus makes you alive. He calls you alive. Why choose separation from God when God sent his son, himself in the flesh, to be close to us? The most miserable person, miserable person in the world are not non-Christians. The most miserable people in the world are Christians who continue to live in sin. The most miserable person in the world are Christians who know the freedom that is available to them, who know the standard and intentionally disobey God. Those are the most miserable people. The reality is that sin hurts God and it hurts people and it hurts you. Sin kills intimacy. It dulls God's voice. It hardens your heart takes you farther than you want to go and it costs more than you're wanting to pay so what are we talking about tonight sin sin so let's pause for a second some of you you're like this is really heavy I this is my first time here and I got this guy in a dirty wrinkly Cubs jersey yelling at me (laughs) it's because I love you man I love you so much you have no idea you have no idea how much I believe in you, how much I love you. And you might be in this room and you're feeling a little heavy, like I said. Some of you are kind of feeling a weight on you and you don't really know what's going on. Sin is a big deal and you're kind of slowly understanding that. That what we do is a big deal, but there's good news for you tonight. And it's that Jesus is bigger. Jesus can lift that weight. Jesus is a friend to sinners. Jesus is a friend to sinners, the savior of the world. The man who lived a perfect life, the son of God who died on the cross for you and me. He is your friend. That moves me because... I sometimes feel like he, he doesn't deserve the way I treat him. He doesn't deserve the way sometimes that we live our lives and we're just this constant back and forth. But Jesus is your friend. And for some of you, you don't have a relationship with him. And I'm here to tell you that Jesus wants to be your friend. That he sees your sin and he sees your past and he sees your present and he sees your future. And he says to you tonight, I still choose him. And I still still choose her. I want to be her friend. I want to be his friend. Forever. Forever. This is the Jesus that we're talking about. Your sin does not intimidate God. Your sin doesn't scare God. It doesn't make him flinch. It doesn't matter what you're struggling with or what you feel Trapped in God, provided a way out of sin, and his name is Jesus. With every head bowed and eyes closed. Through Jesus' death and resurrection, we were given this gift. This is a gift. You didn't earn it. There was nothing you could do to earn it. 
it was freely given to you. And that gift is salvation. It's a chance at new life. A new life free of guilt, free of shame. But tonight it's a gift that you and I must choose. And we have to choose to walk in it daily. The Holy Spirit, for some of you believers, is speaking to your heart right now about your sin. The sin in your heart that caused you to feel separated from God. It caused a rift between you and him. And if that's you today, I'm calling you to make the decision to draw near to God and embrace grace by rededicating your life. And there's some of you here tonight and you don't have a relationship with Jesus. And right now you're probably feeling the weight of your past and present mistakes. Maybe you feel guilty. Jesus had you in mind when he gave his life on the cross. He loves you more than anything else. He's not ashamed of you. He wants to be close to you. He doesn't want you to do life on your own. You can decide tonight if you want to accept the gift of new life and be with him right now. And that means that when you die, when that day comes, it is not the end, but it is the beginning of a new life in heaven, free of shame, guilt, and pain, condemnation. Tonight, if that's you, and you're here, and you say, Pastor Izzy, I hear you. I'm not living right. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I've got thoughts. I've got actions that I just know that, that they don't please you. I just know they don't. And I need to get right. I need to get my life together. And I can't do that by myself. I need your help. If that's you, and you do not have a relationship with Jesus, on the count of three, with no one looking around, because I just want this to be a moment between you and God. If you say, I want to have a relationship with Jesus, meaning I want to be freed from sin, and I want to become a better and new person through Jesus, on the count of three, I just want you to lift your hand, and once you lift it up, you can put it back down. Three, two, one. Come on, if that's you, you say, I want to live a life for Jesus. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand, brother. That's brave. I see those hands. Awesome. Once you lift it, you can put it back down. What are you saying in that moment? You're saying, I see my sin. I see I need a savior. And I want to have a relationship with Jesus so that I can be with him for all eternity. Maybe there's some of you here tonight and you've known Jesus. You have a relationship with Jesus. But it's been a minute. And... You've kind of fallen back into your old ways. There is no condemnation for those who are found in Christ Jesus. He's not condemning you right now. He's calling you. He's calling you. So if you are here, you say, hey, Pastor Izzy, I know Jesus. I once had a relationship with him, but I, I need to get back into uh, this relationship. I need to be reintroduced to Jesus. If that's you, on the count of three, I just want you to raise your hand. One, Two, three. If that's you, you just, you see a sin in your life, you need to be better at it. Amen. I see that hand. See that hand. Awesome. You can put it back down. Awesome. Would you just stand? Come on. Would you all just stand? Do something a little bit different.
because we got popsicles I want y'all to get to. Can I just have uh, my altar team too, especially? And then can I just have some leaders just line up the front here? Yeah, just some of the leaders. Because I want to give you a moment to respond to this. I think this is very important. If you raised your hand for any of those reasons, right? You want a relationship with Jesus. You want to rededicate your life to Jesus. I'm going to pray. And we're going to dismiss. But can I encourage you that as we dismiss, can you come to the front? Find one of these leaders. Maybe one looks cooler than the other. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? She got the pom-poms on her. You know what I'm saying? I just want you to come. The reason why I want you to come is so that we can pray with you, help you pray a prayer that's going to say, Jesus, I accept you into my life. And we want to give you a Bible if you don't have one. And we just want to get to know you. And then there's some of you that you have a sin issue. Tonight's the night. Tonight's the night that you keep paddling. What does keep paddling mean in this moment? It means you come to the front, find a leader and say, hey, this is what's happening. I need help. And I know Jesus can help me. So I'm going to pray. We're going to dismiss. Going to have some fun. But if that's you, you raised your hand for any of those things. I want you to come and find a leader. Lord, we love you. Lord, We've talked so much about sin and I hope God that it didn't leave us discouraged but I know that your presence is here and it only showed us that we are in need of a savior. That when you see us, you see your son, Jesus, Lord. And for those students who are here and they say, hey, I want a relationship with your son, Jesus. I pray, God, that tonight would be the night that they would start their journey and they would start a new life being changed by you. Lord, help us keep paddling. Help us keep on the right path. Keep us away and guard our hearts from things that will cause us to be in a sin circle. Tonight, break chains, God. Break chains. Release people from their sin, God, through your salvation. Lord, we love you. We know that you change everything. There's no sin that's too big for you. There's no problem that you can't handle. You hold everything we are in the palm of your hands. Thank you for the cross and what it means to us that if we were to believe in Jesus, that he died for our sins and when it was resurrected on the third day, that we, if we confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts, that we'll be saved. Thank you, God, for grace. Thank you, God, for grace. We love you, Lord. We praise you. We give you nothing less but all of our hearts. In Jesus' name. And everyone says, amen. Can you give it up for God? Come on, give it up for Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And one time, can you just give a round of applause? Come on, some people tonight made a decision for Jesus. Come on, can we celebrate that? Come on, come on. Lives are being changed. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much for coming out to Summer Nights at Excel. Hey, I'm passionate about you. I believe in you. I love you. And I will see you Sunday and next week 
for our tourist slash Hawaiian shirt night. Come on, come decked out. I want to see fanny packs. I want to see like sunscreen on the nose. I want to see visors. I want to see floaties on the arms. I want you to look like you're about to go to Disney. All right. We'll see you guys Sunday next week. God bless. See you guys.